What's up, movie trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official app show of the movie trivia Schmodown. My name is Brad Gilmore, which you might know me by another name, and you might miss the old rundown theme, but I don't. You might know me as The Boat. Oh my god, you're my dream boat, for sure. Brad Gilmore and this bitch. And I'm joined by a man who's got that D S L R. His name is Frankie Numbers Janet. Sexy numbers from a sexy player. Love those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm Thank feeling you. really good about those. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. Bradley Gilmore. That's Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Brad. Woo! Welcome. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, brother. You know... I know that we're starting a little later than normal. A little bit. A little later than normal. Just a little. Um, so we appreciate especially all our East Coast brethren for uh, staying up with us. Uh, our Central Time, Texas Time people. It's about 845 here in the great state of Texas and all Central United States. Mountain Time people still don't know where you are. And then our West Coasters, it's still a nice 645 for you. So It is. It's very nice. And yeah. uh, do you want to tell them why we were late? You know, maybe you Can don't we? I don't know. Can you tell them? I guess we could. I don't see anything I mean, wrong with right. telling them this. As many of you know, this Tuesday, March the 30th. That's right. March the 30th. This Tuesday live. On the movie trivia Schmodown Twitch channel, it is the very first FCL event. Very first one. Very first one. It's going down. David Campbell versus Cooper Barnes is our main event, as announced on Twitter earlier this week. Abby Corinne, the Crusader, takes on Cooper, the Captain Barnes. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Abby oh. the Crusader Corinne takes on oh boy. Jared Haven. And then uh, the Dynasty David Campbell takes on the Captain Cooper Barnes. Uh, those are our two matches going down. And we're going to be hosted by myself and Miss Steph Sabra are going to be taking uh, you through this FCL journey. And where we were coming from, Frank, is you, know, you and Mr. PJ Campbell mm. helped participate in a dry run. That's right. That's little right. tech rehearse um, yeah. for our live show on Tuesday. Y'all played a match that nobody will ever see. But how did you feel about your performance? You know, I felt pretty good. I felt pretty you know good. What? I'm going to lie. i be honest with you. I'm, can I be honest? I was surprised by how well you did. How dare you? But I always love, you know, um, surpassing expectations. You know, overpromise, underdeliver. That's what I say. Does that's that, your that, motto in life, that's, right? <laughs> that's not like that's not that that's not how the motto goes. Over promise and under deliver. Yeah, well, no, no for you that not... sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> okay, <all> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Haskell thinks that you got TKO'd. I'm not going to reveal what happened. You know I'm what, not reveal. Haskell? I will fight you in the streets. I will go to whoa, New York. Whoa, whoa. And I meant like you know like, like not a fight fight because I win, but like. A trivia battle. All right, we'll do that. I'll still so, um, want to answer a couple questions real quick before we get into the matches that were people have FCL questions. If you have FCL questions, throw them in, man. I will answer them. 
uh, right now. Stuart J, will FCL matches stay on the Twitch channel after they air? So for those of us who can't watch live, of course, and of course, yes, and they will they will be um most importantly after we air on Twitch two weeks later, um they will be on the movie trivia showdown extras YouTube channel that is curated by our one and only Frank Jinga Janish. That's true. Um, where you can find a lot of great content over there, and um yeah, so if if those people uh, who want to do that. Uh, want to watch it on YouTube? It's going to be available for you two weeks later. So uh, similar to um, the uh, Star Wars tournament last year, you could watch it live, and then you would go over to the YouTube channel. What was it like a week later for? Yeah, you know, like a, yeah for the replay. Yeah, about a week later. So uh, yeah, great. We have a couple. Can, you might you mind if I take these FCL questions? You no, know, go ahead. You know, you okay. Why don't you full screen this whole bad boy? You know, no, no, no. I know. I like looking at you, and you have no. to show off your new camera. Yeah, no. uh, Ronnie, be good. How did you decide on the name FCL? I think did we go over this mm. on the show? No, I don't think no, we, we did. No. Uh, I did this on uh, someone else's show. But um, FCL, so when Christian approached me about doing, um, being the, the commissioner for the, uh, for the developmental league, I asked him, I was like, you know, what is it going to be called? And he's like, I don't know what it's going to be called, but we don't want to call it the minors. We don't want it to be referred to as a minors or anything like that. And I said, okay, yeah, me neither. That's, uh, that's cool. So I, I was with the float, and we started bouncing some ideas off of. I didn't know if, if – if Christian was going to come up with the name, if Skybound was going to come up with the name, I didn't know who was going to be. But I was like, well, let me come up with some ideas and I'll, you know, just pitch them. And I was trying to base something off of the war theme for season eight. I'm like, what could be like war? Like, what's based off war? And so we started thinking of different names. None of them sounded right. And we got to her house. I was getting out of the car. And I remember, you know, a rank in the military is private first class. Right. I remember that. It's like, you know, kind of one of the lower tier positions, right. private first class. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, and then I thought about X-Men first class. And it was like the origin of the future heroes that we were going to see. It was their origin story. Uh, you know, the future stars of the Marvel uh, universe. And so I said, oh, first class, that's kind of cool. And, you know, everything's been a league. I said, first class league sounds kind of cool. And I'm like, what really sounds cool is FCL. You know, that's the I most th important part. Yeah, the, the three letters. Do they sound cool? Do yeah, they sound cool together. Yeah. So I was thinking like XFL, MTS, WWE, WCW, you know, MLS, uh, MLB, NBA, FCL. It all it just it, it fits. It, 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 fit. it fit. It fits. So that's that's it so fits, so. You know, it ships. Yeah. The military and the X Men movie is is how I came up with it. Um, let's see from Dave. Dave, will the FCL have scenes and storylines like the Schmodown? Yes, hundred percent, absolutely. You guys will. Yes. Interesting. Oh, what? Will you thought be, I wouldn't there, do stories? Will Will there be like a crossover event? You know, like CW know. does. I don't know. Okay. Never know. That'd never be cool. Know. That'd be cool. You never know. Um, anything else? No. I think that's it. Okay. That's cool. it. Cool. Okay, that's now. it for FCL. If you have any FCL, FCL questions, make sure you throw them into the chat, and we will get to them as they come up. But, Frank, man, we had a couple big matches this week. We have an even bigger uh, event going down tomorrow because you're going to get two matches for the price of one. It's the very first Schmodown Battlefield, and uh, we might, might as well announce it and talk about it a little bit here at the top um, right. of yeah. the show. Why not, right? Let's mix it up a little bit because um, – I will not be doing the rundown post show for that. I will be hosting the um, Reality of Wrestling Rewards live over there on the Reality Wrestling channel. But 
Frank Janish and PJ Campbell, the two who just did battle in the FCL test, <laughs> will um, be handling the rundown duties for that uh, set of matches. But let's let's preview them, Frank. What are we going to see tomorrow on the verse, first ever battlefield? Big, big yeah. stuff. The undercard there is John Roca versus. Stop it right Lish. there. John Roca's on the undercard. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, right, wait, 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 wait. Does he know this? He probably doesn't recognize it that way, <laughs> you know. Whether that's just pure, um, uh, you know, just ig ignoring it or old age, I don't know, one or the other. Um, it is what it is, John. It's you're you're the undercard. You're you're the first match, you know. Uh, playing against Liz Shannon Miller, who who really came into her own last season under the management of Swag and Winston, and so let's see where her game you know, goes this season and to face off against one of the legends of the league in John Roca, uh, who certainly has, um, you know, uh, a bit of a gripe, but, you know, the way things ended last season, you know, and, and now he's taking most, well, not control of the exchange, but he's taking a big leadership um, position over there and along with Barbarian and JTE and, and, and Finstock over there. But I know he wants this win probably pretty bad. Liz Shannon Miller, I think, She's going to put up one hell of a fight. I think she can beat John Roca, and I think John Roca can beat Liz Shannon Miller. So it's just about the journey to the result is, is what I'm most curious about. Who, who gets asked what, you know, and um, how that how that final round goes, what are these five points going to look like. Um, will we see another sudden death match? I, I kind of hope so, but kind of mm. not, just because I feel like... My heart like, can't take it. Yeah, I don't know if we could do another one so soon. You know, I... We didn't really dive into it too much last week, but there were some things with the um, with the uh, the Damon match that you know were going on in my head. But we can talk about that on a different show um, or a different time. So Liz Shannon Miller, to me, really had her coming out season last year. You know, last season I really true. I mean, even though her rookie season in the tournament, especially, was like, whoa, where did this? lightning bolt come from uh pardon the pun but last season she really impressed uh everybody i think she al almost became a fan favorite for a lot of people they love to yeah. see when liz shannon miller was playing roca kind of the opposite story right i mean i wouldn't necessarily say he had a bad season um but it wasn't the vintage john roca performances mm. that we got in my opinion, you seem okay. to disagree with me. Yeah, but but in seasons past, I don't see John Roca losing. You know, in in a in a first round of the tournament, right? He won, he lost the yeah. first round. I, I don't yeah. see that happening. Now we now of course Adam Collins is a phenom. We get it. Um, but in the same aspect, I just feel like if you were to ask me, cold call, uh, you polled Gilmore. Who do you think had a better season last year, Lishana Miller or John Roca? Lishana Miller. That's the first thing I'm going to say. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. So, uh, hilarious comment. John Roca's playing the early bird <laughs> yeah, special. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, but I, I feel like even with, with his history, I'm sure he's favored going into this. But I, I think that Liz Shannon Miller is going to actually pull off the victory. You know, you talk about John Roca last season. He played pretty well. I think he played at near elite levels um at points last season it's the win loss column where he had the issue it wasn't really his level of play it was did he get the w at the end of the day and at the end of the day that's ultimately what matters yes but i still think 
there's a ton of fight in Roca, and and his abilities um, have not diminished. I still think he he's still an elite player who plays in a, at an elite level. It's just that when you're at that level, you're playing other elite players all the time, and sometimes you're going to lose those matches. Now the Adam Collins thing, you know, no one knew the story at that point what it was ultimately going to be with Adam right. Collins. Still, to get TKO'd by Adam Collins, um, you know, didn't look good, but and it was an uh, it was an okay match by him. But in other areas outside of that, and other matches outside of that one, he still played at a pretty high level. And so I still think that's going to continue into this season. And Lishannon Miller, I think, is still going to continue um, playing at high levels as well. So I think we're in for a really great undercard match uh, that could easily, I think, been a main event for sure. um, any other week. Any other week, it would have been the main event, and we're going to talk about that main event here in one second. I want to, I want to mention, uh, hey, uh, Bryn Jar, can you go ahead and uh, – he said we missed a super chat last week. Could you go ahead and just type in what you oh, asked, yeah. and, and we'll answer it right now, um, or when we finish talking about Battlefield. Main event, though. This is a big one. This is a yeah. big main event, and, you know, we saw this coming really at the end of last season at the Spectacular – we kind of saw where this was going, and we knew eventually we would arrive at our destination, which is Mark Riley taking on his other former faction mate, other former teammate, I should say, because he has more than one. Uh, his former teammate, Ben the Boss Bateman. Now, let me ask you this. Just first question out. We said it with Liz and Roca for last season, who had the better season. In your opinion, between Mark Riley and Ben Bateman, who had the better season? And I actually think it's a harder question to answer than than we might think. It is definitely a lot harder to to answer because Ben Bateman, he played Dan twice and and he lost twice. Mark Riley, he went a little bit further in the tournament. He went further than than Roca, right? So, um, it, it's. It's going to be, it's going to be, to answer that question, I still think Bateman had kind of a, I don't know. I don't know. Bateman, I don't know. I don't know. Bateman um, had a more marquee season. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put he, it. He, he yeah. was more main event status. He had the two matches with Dan, the whole drama with the final questions in both of them. I mean, they both got knocked out by Shazam. Um, yeah. So, and, and I would actually say, Bateman was probably um, someone mentioned in the or Tim Simmons just mentions how will Riley respond to shaky hands. I would say Bateman was a lot more shakier in that teams match than Riley. Ooh. And uh, and and what about what about in those final rounds in the title matches? So yeah, I mean, Lucas I think Black. I don't know. It's, so all that said, though, this matchup as the main event, two former teammates, faction members, all of that. Um, it's going to be I, – I, I know people are heavily favoring Bateman, and there's not as much pressure on Riley. And maybe that's true to an extent because Bateman's supposed to win this match. He See, has like, to win this now, match. Ba- now, Ben Bateman's in a situation. He's in a match where he he is supposed to win this match, and what happens if he doesn't? Is that more pressure on him? Does he welcome that pressure? I think he'd probably tell you yes to an extent. But I think being in that spot – because if he loses to Riley – it's going to send him back a ways in terms of 
getting a shot at the singles belt, which he is adamant about, you know, reclaiming. So, but for Mark Riley, for the past, I feel like almost two years at this point, no one's really been talking about Riley. You know, I think he was overshadowed when last season with the whole exchange drama and all of that. Didn't really hear from him. You know, he did the most in the singles tournament for that faction. And, you know, then Ben Bateman, Dan Merle, you know, they jumped ship for multitude of reasons. And, and now they end up on the dungeon and Riley isn't retained by the exchange. He's now sitting over on the den and he's kind of, he has this moment now to kind of have a, a rebirth, if you will, within the Schmodown and, and make um, a splash here and say, you, you guys forgot about me, but I'm still here and I can play and I'm excited to see Riley play. I'm excited to see what, what kind of fight he's going to give Bateman um, tomorrow night, Friday night. Yeah, I think it's a must win for Ben Bateman. I really do. I think it's a must win for him. Yeah. Um, coming off the, as we said, he had a more marquee season. It's because he had more marquee losses. He had two really tough, tough, yeah. tough ways to go out. I've said it a million times on the show. I was there live for that uh, February 29th in Atlanta, Georgia match against Dan Merle. Still, in my opinion, and I know the Star Wars match was awesome, but my opinion, the greatest Schmodown match of all time um, was that live event Atlanta match for the ebbs and flows of energy. That I mean, it may have been one of those things, you had to be there, you just had to be there. But Maybe. you could feel, I was sitting next to Mama Merle, oh, and I man. could feel Mama the energy, Merle. the ebbs and the flows of her, uh, of her aura at that moment. Um, but, but, but having said that, he had the more marquee season because he had the more marquee losses. Coming off two losses like that, and then if you lose to a guy that you're supposed to win against, a guy who the narrative has been is on the decline, yeah. right? I mean, that's been the narrative, the narrative of Mark Riley. Although, if you really look at it, not like he had a bad, he didn't have a bad season either. You know, he didn't have a bad. He played pretty well. Uh, you know, you know, had some matches. He went further, I think, in his in the tournament than any of his faction mates, if I remember right. correctly. So it's not like he you know sank the boat, but um, I think that I think that. Ben has to win. So if Ben loses against a guy he's supposed to beat. Yeah. I mean, he's oof, win. that's a tailspin. That's a tailspin for him. AJ Lancaster. What up, AJ? <laughs> that just woke me up with the 499 super chat. No shade on Roca. I feel like some shade's coming. But he has a lower win percentage than Riley 57 versus 59. Why do you think the narratives are di on these players are so different, Frank? I, I think because Roca is he's really he stayed in title hunt he stayed in title hunt last year he you know he played an epic match against ethan Irwin, didn't go his way uh, which was a number one contender match riley hasn't been in a number one contender match in quite some time whether it's singles or teams roca has been continually near the top of those two divisions whether you know with founding fathers having the belts or you know losing them to corruption last year but still in tough fights um, you know, had a tough battle against Final Exam in last year's tournament. And then, you know, so, but for Riley and, and, you know, he hasn't really been in the title hunt as consistent or as recent as John Roca has. And when you point out 57 to 59%, like that 2% is really negligible to me. Well, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it is. That's what it like is. these guys. The margin played, of error. This, Riley's been playing since 2014. Roka from 2015, um, so you know they have just a ton of matches under their belt, 
and really a 2% difference in win percentage. You know, you could you want to look at it that way, be my guess, but I'm not really going to give too much thought to that. My God, has it been that long? <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, for real, over eight, eighth season, Brad. That's crazy to me. It's a Back to the Future quote. Um, Bryn Jar wants to know, uh, this was his super chat from last week we didn't get to. I said, do you guys think opponent's choice in Star Wars is kind of pointless? Yeah. No. I do. I don't. Well, okay. And I, and I'm, I already know what you're going to say and why you don't think it's, um, why you don't think it's a, uh, 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 pointless. But if you're playing in the league, you have to be well-versed in every film. Sure. I mean, sure, you're going to have your favorites over your nod, and you think, okay, or is this what you're going to say? I think I know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's effective for categories that have come up a lot because you're going to be very, very, very deep in those. Is that what you're going to say? I, no, not initially, but I think that's a good point as well. I think I, I just mean, talked is... myself out of my initial yeah. answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think uh, it's more of the mental aspect. Uh, if if you oh, land funny. on opponent's choice – yeah, maybe everything else on that wheel, you're like, yeah, I'm pretty good at that. Um, but if you're delivered, you know, Clone Wars, right? It's not generally a movie uh, that people love or watch a lot of. They may know they may know it, uh, the information within that movie, but maybe they don't watch it as often. So I think that that can happen to a multitude of players for a multitude of those um, movies. But I also think that if you get Let's say you get you get dealt Clone Wars, and you're like, yeah, I can, I know my stuff. But let's say you have to check to multiple choice just once, just once, and now, now you instead of getting a full ten points, now you get nine points, and then your opponent, let's say, you get spinners, they get their favorite movie they want, and they get all ten. I mean, that could literally be the difference of the match. If just because you go five of five in, in that round, but if you go to multiple choice just once, the league, especially at the top, is so tight that that one point. Because you got to go to multiple choice could be all the difference. And look, we're talking about millimeters of separation here. And yeah. you, you're going to have to find something somewhere. You're going to have to get a little bit lucky, I think. And spinners and opponent's choice, I still think, allows for that to happen. Sure, not as much as it would be for inner geekdom or singles or teams, no. But I think sometimes uh, the mental aspect might be able to seep into someone's brain. And then also the newer players that are coming into the league may not be as staunch in this in Star Wars as the the upper part of the table is. So these newer players who come into the league, maybe they haven't watched Solo 28 times in the last 28 days. You know? So, and they get saddled with that category, that movie, and it doesn't work out for them. So I think probably as you get further into the elite levels of the table or the roster of that division, probably less so with opponents and spinners, but there is still um, a place for it uh, in the majority of the, in the matches, I think. So um, we have two Super Chats, and I want to get to both of these. Um, let's go to Christian's first because it's on the topic we're on right now. The opponent's choice should include all possible wheel slices, not just what's on the board. Star Wars. Star Wars. Not just what's not on the board, Star Wars. That way, players aren't limited to movies if that's what's on the board like Lacey had last week. That's so why I think what he's saying is that if like weapons, vehicles, and tech is not on the wheel and 
you, you want to be having the the ability to select that. I, I, I disagree. Whatever on the wheel is part of the game. That's what's prepared yeah. for the game. That's what the players prepare for or because they do get to know what's on the wheel a little bit ahead of the time um, before the match. So they can look at that wheel and go, okay, here's one maybe I need to, to shore up on. But if it's every single category, I think that's a little too um, unrealistic. In yeah. my opinion. No, I agree opinion. with that. I agree with that. Max Welly in the chat. What's up, Max? Um, is, that a, is, is he in the first class? This is a first-class league Look roster that. member. He's a leaguer. Yes. He's a leaguer. Yeah. He's an FCLer. Uh, FCLer? FCLer? FC leaguer. FC, I don't know. FC leaguer? I don't know. That doesn't yeah, sound That's right. not bad. FC leaguer? Dragon 17, Brad, when his guys start to call matches. In the FCL? Is that what he's asking? I Have we found him? Like, is he all good up there? I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, I know we've been seeing him, but I still am not convinced. Um, Christopher Davis with the $5. We appreciate you, Chris. Wondering if there's a plan to handle belt transfer. If Oh, if an FCL champion vacates the belt to move up to the MTS, oh. it's bound to happen eventually. Great question. That's awesome. Great question. Are, are thought about this already. Um, obviously, by the time we have a champion, there will be um, – rankings uh, of the players we will have um at least maybe a top two um in the league and then they will you know move up and play for the belt uh is is most likely how we're going to do it. it's no different from when the ufc like ufc just had habib Nurmagomedov retire as champion the belt was vacated and then dana white said okay hey the next two <laughs> i believe this guy and this guy yeah. deserve a title it could be as simple as that i might not pay attention to the ranking it's my league. I can do whatever I want. I can just be like, this guy and this guy. Or this girl well, and this you're girl. You're sounding like Christian no, Harloff every it. day. It's my league. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> if, you don't like, I don't, if you don't like it, start your own league. I don't, you know. start, your own, start, start your own damn league. All right? I am the league. Oh, man. Uh, Bryn Jar with another one. What's up, Bryn Jar? Every time I see him do a super chat, I see the number before I see anything else, and I always get so hyped. I'm like, tooth, tooth. oh, okay, it's Iceland. Still, I'm still hyped. Yeah. But I thought it's like two thousand U.S. dollars. Uh, I want to see Riley win just to piss off Bateman. He's been so cocky, saying he won't miss a question, and then if he loses his first match, I would love wiping. I'm gonna need to say this carefully. I would love wiping that cocky smile off his face. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I mean, it, would, it would be something. It really would be something. You know, if Bateman lost that match, and um, that would suck. Just knowing like how he prepares. Um, man, what? Whew, that's you. That's that goes to the top of the list for upset of the year. I mean, new numero uno. Um, salad von Baco. Will FCL matches be every Tuesday, or will there be other days of the week as well? Well, yes and no. The yes, they're going to be live on Twitch every Tuesday. Uh, that's a uh, what we're doing, but they will be on. Uh, is it? I think it's Sundays on Schmodown Extra. Is what they have it slated for, right, Frank? Uh, I think it's Saturday. Oh, Saturday, Saturday. Yes, 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 yes. yes Ten a.m. Yes. Uh, Pacific. Yeah. Pacific. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll double check that. Though. Double check that. I get my you know weekends mixed up, but they will be on YouTube two weeks later. Uh, really, a week and a half, I think, is more of the. the well, yeah, week, week and a half, math. week and a half, week and yeah, a half. Yeah. Ten days, whatever it is. Um. Okay. Cool. So let's get into the matches from this week. We had two. No, no, I'm sorry, Brad. Just to correct, you you were right. Sunday is ten a.m. Pacific. See, you, you, you know, you see, know, see, you know. But the thing is, <laughs> I always I feel like you know everything. 
So I always, I just got. I mean, go it's your league, Brad. I mean, you should have been the one to be like, "Hey, you, you run no. the damn channel." If if it was Brad, Harry, it's morning, Sunday. It's Sunday now. You just change it to Sunday. That's all you. It's do. Sunday forevermore. <laughs> um, let's talk <laughs> though about the matches. Okay, we we have a couple yeah. more questions. Couple okay. more questions. Couple more questions. Uh, what do we have? What do we have? What do we have? It's cute that anyone thinks it's from Max that anyone thinks the FCL belt will belong to anyone other than me. Cocky. Hello. Barbarian okay. responds and saying, does that mean you don't expect to get called up, Maxwell? Ooh, Ooh. shots being fired. Okay. How, how, many, how many matches do you have to win to get a belt in the FCL? Uh, you have to win the title match. If you, you, you get in the title <laughs> match, just one. <laughs> just, just one. Yeah, you just got to win. It's not like the World Series. Yeah, you, you know. You should do a World Series, you know. No? Like a best out of five? Matches a marathon, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's or best out of three at least. Best out of three, maybe. I don't know. That's interesting. Could be. Like, imagine if you did tournaments like that. Best out of three. For that's interesting. The whole tournament, like that, would be crazy. That's interesting. I, I, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna use the most corporate line in the world. I'm gonna take that under advisement. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's take under, under advice. Sullivan Baco is correct. He's ranking numbers, not Frankie Days. That's correct. Frankie Days, another dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did I, I didn't call you Frankie Days. No, no, no. But Days of the Week, FCL matches on Schmodown Extras is what he's talking about. Come on, keep up, Brad. There oh. you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's talk about the matches that were this week. You want to start off with which one? Do you want to start with uh, the first one? Okay. So, video drew a fan favorite since the day she stepped into the league in 2019 as a part of the Looney Bin, taking on another former uh, member of a great fan favorite team, the Wildberries. But now the yeah. evil—that's what the E stands for in this lower third. Evil Dewberry. Um. At least he's always going to be evil to me. Uh, Dewberry takes the loss 17 16, which I consider this to be a huge win for Video Drew. I, I think, yes, it's, it's a step no, no, in the no. right direction. Th this is a big win. This is a big this win? This is a big win. To me, I, okay. 17 16, it's not like she won by flying colors, but Video Drew has put in a lot of work. She's put in a lot of work to be good at this game. Before, she was more the character piece with Tom, right? She, she, she knew, trust me, she knew movie trivia for sure. But she was more so the, 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 the soul of Looney Bin. And Tom was there to Did they fire really off. have a soul? Are you sure? You know what? I get your, I get good your soul. Good call. Good call yeah. on that. Yeah. And, and Tom was the one who was there to, you know, be the beast in the in the question answering. But I noticed something, especially in that match with Mark Riley last year, that video drew. I saw this this tremendous leap of growth for her as a player. So to be on that run of man, I'm getting better. Wow, I'm actually getting pretty good. You know, I'm getting better. And then to come in and lose to somebody. Not that Elliot Dewberry's a bad guy. Remember, double Dewberry, right? I mean, <laughs> right, we right. know that we know that he can bring it. He can bring it. But I think to lose to Elliot would really just throw her off the path. I think that a win here meant more for her than a win would mean for Dewberry. I think yes, that's correct. I, I do, I do agree with that. Um, in terms of, for, so for that reason, yeah, you could say it's a big win. Um, but I mean, again, it's it's 
it's Elliot Dewberry, no disrespect, but like Video Drew should be beating Elliot Dewberry and and she did. And I think, you know, you look at the first they were all tied up at that first round, six apiece. They both missed, you know, similar both the same questions. And she ends up with 90s in the second round, and that was on her first spin, and she elected to stay with 90s, which I thought was an interesting choice, you know, listening to Kaiser and saying, I think, you know, my feeling is you should stay with it. You know, 90s is very broad. You can be asked about anything, and there's there were other specific, you know, slices on that wheel that she opted to not try and get and, and stayed with 90s, and it worked out okay. She got four out of a possible eight points, so it's and you know so you look at that and you go probably what's you, you should expect on the 90s unless you know you're, you're like Drew McWeeny and you get 80s you know that's a whole nother story but 90s I mean that's just a ton of stuff happened in that decade so to take it and they said it was even a strength of Dewberry's um again you know I think it'll it all comes down to philosophy in terms of do you take the strength of your opponent so that they can't possibly land on it i don't know that i i I subscribe to that philosophy to to that kind of game theory just because you know it's one in 12 shot of or two in 11 shot whatever you want to call it of landing on on that slice for that opponent when they also have another slice out there that they could be eyeing on i don't know um the fact so it was it was an interesting call that had she lost this match you probably could have pointed to this round and go this is why she lost but she won in spite of this one because uh, she was able to pick up a two-point steal. And, um, you know, she navigated well, having to go to multiple choice a couple times. But, uh, you know, she gave up a big two-point steal, um, which hurts, you know, the Armageddon Deep Impact uh, question. So, you know, I, I did like her performance a lot in this match. And, you know, some people will say, well, that's a step down from her last match against Jen Kemp. Yeah, she went perfect in that match. I mean, you, you are going to go down a little bit. And so for her to come out of the match with a 75% accuracy rate. Um, probably not the most ideal, but she did get the W. She did. She does get to move on and continue this, I think, momentum because she's got two wins in a row now. And Christian was talking about it on the broadcast. Look, someone down the line like a Marisol or whoever could be in her path. So um, that'll be interesting to see uh, going forward. Um, I uh, Yeah, you, you, make, you make a lot of great points there, especially somebody like Marisol being in the – you know, in her, what is it? What is it on the top of the, the right? What is it called? Scope. Sights. 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 Scope. Being in her yeah. sights. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is it called? You know, where you're playing you your eye yeah. through it? Yeah, the sights. Sights, yeah. Interesting, interesting uh, philosophy there, Frank Janish. Um, paying attention here to the chat, uh, we do have another $10. Okay, that's about something else. We're going to answer that here in a second. Um when we look at the percentages here, knowing how knowing how the league is now, uh, especially in singles, there is a large influx of rookie talent, and we're going to talk about two of them here in a moment. And I just wonder, 75% accuracy in a match in today's movie trivia showdown in season eight, how far do you think that takes you if that's your average? Uh, I, th- I think you can get, I don't know that it's, it's going to crack the top 10, um, standings, rankings. I don't think, um, it's good enough to get into that echelon. So I think great word. 
what you will see from those types of players is that they can strike lightning more than once. It's not going to be all the time. I think it's not going to be consistent. But if they get a good set of questions in, a, in, in any given match, and they can be as dangerous as anybody, but I think you're going to see just inconsistency uh, with those types of players. Um, however, that inconsistency can start to dwindle away as that player progresses and um, becomes more acclimated to the league and to strategy and, and what have you, filling in gaps along the way. If they're still fortunate enough to be earning wins, um, which is ideal, I still think um, it's it's a great place to be, but you got to go up from there. Because if, you, if you're going to stick around those numbers, 75%, um, you will probably be playing undercards. <laughs> And maybe once, maybe you get a main event, but uh, I, I don't know that you'll be able to crack the top ten with those kinds of performances. Um, the league is just scarier, deeper than it's ever been, and you're gonna need to be cracking eighty-three, eighty-five percent, and almost all your matches if you want to be um, in the top ten. I think. There you go, man. Who knows numbers better than anybody? Um, at least in the movie trivia, Schmodown, Frankie Boy Janish. Uh, let's move on to the super chat here, real quick. Ten dollars from Script Zach. Uh, instead of a two out of three for the title, how about a double elimination tournament? Nothing more hype than a loser's bracket run for the title, built-in storyline. That's interesting. Hey, I don't know how how I how do you structure a double elimination tournament. That would be, yeah. You know what? I'll leave that to you, Brad. I'm not going to even think about it for you. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I like the idea, but there's no way I can do it. My brain can't handle it. PLD, yeah. what's up, man? Maybe you can do it. Um, yeah. But, that, but that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, moving on to, should we move on to the next match? Um, I mean, we can just recap that scene that actually was before this match, which was on the, uh, on the pay-per-view last week. With so Grace. So if you didn't see the okay, pay-per-view... Go ahead. And also, by the way, you could have already seen this scene um, on the Showdown Actress channel if you're subscribed to it. Go, go ahead over there and subscribe to it. There's a whole playlist called Season of War. It's every cut scene that's played before or after every match. Uh, it goes up on that channel. I try and put it up there almost as soon as possible uh, these days. So even if you know there's a scene from a pay-per-view and you didn't watch the pay-per-view or you didn't have access to the pay-per-view... That scene will still be available quite quite shortly after um, that pay-per-view is done. No one's told me not to do that yet, so I'm just going to keep doing it until someone tells me not to. Anyways, um, the scene was interesting and, and funny because, you know, Andrew Guy, he goes back to Collider and, and he tries to get in there, and they're like, what, what, what are you doing here? I mean, we don't see that part, but, you know, he's ticked off, whatever. So Grace gives him a call, and she's like, hey, I want to put you on the desk. Because your brain's a little foggy, a little wonky, and he kind of like quizzes her, or she quizzes him on Mission Impossible and, and some other things, you know, Get Out, whatever. And he's like, what's going on? She's like, let me put you on the desk. Mark Ellis is going to mentor you. This is the interesting part, Brad. She brings up Mark Ellis. She brings up Mark Ellis. And he's going to mentor you. It's going to be great. And that's the part that that really caught my ear at first. And then she hangs up the phone. And then she's on the phone with somebody else. And she's like, yeah, he's in. Okay, who is she talking to? She is has it, to be talking to Mark. Is is it Mark? Is it someone so. from Shmominati? Is she working with the Shmominati? Well, is she in look, the Shmominati? You know, because what what is going on here? 
Let's take a pause for the cause here. Do you remember? Oh. I feel like we talked about this at one point last season with the Shmominati. And I don't know if you remember this. Either it was in the chat, may have been you, it may have been me, don't remember. One of us floated the idea of Mark Ellis being the yeah. leader of the Shmominati. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it would be, it's very odd. I know that Grace is in charge of everything. But if we see Mark Ellis kind of really take Guy under his wing, I know he's a good guy. Mark Ellis is more than a good guy. He's a great guy. You know, in front of the camera, he's a great guy. But when the camera goes off, brother, it's a different story. Mark Ellis could be. The Shmominati. Now, do we think Shmominati is just one person, or do we think it's uh, He's an in enclave? Of the of, it's an it's, enclave. It's like a it's, a, it's a, like a cult, if you will. Yes, yes. Okay. And I think that so he's we, the we cult think, leader. So let's say let's say Alice is the ringleader. We should call up Alice and see. <laughs> um, and say, <laughs> hey, Alice, hey, do you run the Shmominati? <laughs> yeah, we should call him up. Hey. uh... I don't know. Oh, yeah, uh, we did say we were going to start the cold call segment yeah, we, on the show. Yeah, we should. We, should, we haven't I mean, done that. We have to do that. You got his number? Ellis? Yeah, do you have his number? Should I cold call him? I think you should. Should I do it? I only if the chat says yes. Okay. I got to well, get the chat What do you think they're going to say? What do you think they're going to say? Well, you know what? Let's, let, let, maybe, look, donation goal? Okay. Let's, let's, donation uh, goal in the, in the last 20 minutes? 50 bucks? Let's say 30, let's say 30 bucks. 30 bucks? Yeah. Okay, 30 bucks in the next 18 minutes. I will cold call Mark Ellis. I will cold <laughs> right. call him on the show. And if if uh if he doesn't answer, if he doesn't we'll answer, leave him well, a very rude thanks. voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> very rude. I'm going to tell him yeah. the people paid for it. I will cold call him though. I I really have no problem doing that. $30. Yeah. It's, it's I don't think you have a problem either. Yeah, it's yeah, a low cuz like we want it to happen. That's why. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 30 is a low goal. So. But um, if we don't get the 30 oh, we don't get to thirty. We're not. I'm doing not going to be here. But like, if 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 we don't get to thirty, I'm not doing the we're show canceling, tomorrow. We're, yeah, we're canceling the whole show. We're canceling. We're canceling the whole show. That's this is it. So if we don't get to thirty, we have to get to thirty dollars to keep the show on the air and to call Ellis. That's how it. That's how it works. That, that, that's how. That's how it works. <laughs> Otherwise, so pony up, we are, We're shutting this whole operation down. We're gonna. We're, we're gonna. Oh, look at this. The Shmominati. Oh, I don't... people are going to pay for it, all right. All right. All right. Who's the Weisenheimer? All right. Who's the wise guy? Creepy. Yeah. That's... Woo! We got it. Oh, look at $30 that. $30 okay. from Christian. Uh, those, Hard, those are American Hardesty? dollars? So those are American. Call Mark okay. Ellis. You know you want to. Okay. We're going to cold call Ellis right now on the show and ask him if he is the Shmominati. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I mean, here we go. he's going to say no, but I think we can, like... Whittle him into it, you know. Here's the cold call. Now, can he hear me, or he just hears you? I think he I, he might be able to hear you. I don't know. Okay. Is he, he's oh, not gonna oh. look. He's he's not even gonna he's not even gonna answer. Look at that. This would happen. This is the danger of. Your we'll try again. Has been forwarded to an automatic okay. voice message. Try again. Three. Let me let me mute his number real quick. I mean. Two. Okay, we're going to leave a message. 
Please record your message. You're watching Wake Forest. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for Does more options. Does anyone ever press one for more options? We should try. If you are satisfied with your message, press one. wait, what? Press one to I, listen to your message. I didn't leave a message. Press two to erase <laughs> and re-record. Press three to continue recording where you left. Message erased. At the tone, please re-record your message. At the end of your message, press one. Mark Ellis. This is Brad Gilmore from the Schmodown Rundown. Christian Hardesty paid $30 for me to cold call you during our live stream to a ask you one question and one question only. Are you Mark Baby Carrots Ellis in the Schmominati? Oh, look at that. He's calling back. He's look, calling at back. look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Hold on. Hold on. Mark Ellis. <laughs> Mark Ellis? Did you do it right? There he is. This is Mark Ellis. Mark Ellis, this is Brad Gilmore from the Schmodown Rundown. We are live on the Schmodown Entertainment Network, and Christian Hardesty paid $30 for me to cold call you and ask you one question. Do you have five seconds? Yes, because the order was from someone named Christian without the last name that starts with H. I am happy to take this command. His name, his last name actually does start with H. But nevertheless, <laughs> um, um, oh. here is the question. We were hypothesizing, we were theorizing, we were trying to come up with with uh, who is in charge of this Shmominati, and we're we think it's you. So I'm going to ask you point blank, Mark Ellis, are you in charge of the Shmominati? I will answer your question with a question. Okay. Have you ever seen the film Clear and Present Danger? Yes. There's a great line in there by the character named Ritter, who's sort of playing both sides. And he tells Jack Ryan that Jack, if he's going to work at this level in Washington, better get used to using a phrase. And that phrase is this. I have no recollection of that, Senator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, you know what? You have left us with food for thought. And Mark Ellis, I think that we all know the answer to the question in which we were trying to figure out. You've answered it for us. We appreciate it. Is that it. all you need me for? That's all we need you for. Unless, you know, what do you think of season eight so far, the movie Tribute Schmodown? Oh, well, I was just going to ask you how you feel about the Rockets and if they made any moves. <laughs> like, I, mean, I guess we can talk about season eight it's been thrilling to see all the rookie talent it, the season's called war and that's a fair nickname for it but i also think the new era is pretty representative of what we've seen so far just because there's so much new blood in this league and it makes me so excited half the matches i announce i get to meet people for the first time who know what the show is who've been playing along with the show for years and so they come in and they're ready to go, and it just ups the competition level, and it forces me to up not only my announcing game, Brad, but as you know, the suit game is not one easily mastered, and I think you and I are the only ones that have done it. I, I got to say, you've been looking extra handsome on all these streams. I mean, you've been looking very attractive, and it's something that I noticed. Tell, hey, real quick, though, tell me, um, that match last week, you were calling it with, you know, obviously Andrew DiMolanta, Alex Damon, Star Wars title, we had the the false finish, if you will, and then going into a new champion. Just kind of walk me through your emotions calling that match. Well, my emotions calling the match were pretty level just because I never let myself get too high 
or too low because I don't think that that's fair to the game. But you can't help but get caught up in the excitement of it, not because you're rooting for one player or another, but just because of the level of knowledgeable artistry that is on display in this galaxy that, Brad, you know how much I love it. I don't know the answers to 90% of these questions, and it makes me (laughs) doubt my own allegiance to said film franchise. But it's more when I look back on it, because I allowed myself to crack up at a beer. I'll let you guess what brand it was. And just watch it back, and particularly the end. You you see how much people care about it. You see how much the competition cares about it. You see the fans lighting up the chat room. And it just means that we got a pretty good sport on our hands. And so now my job as an announcer, and I know you feel the same way when you're doing the broadcast for the FCL, is we just want to be caretakers of the game and not get in the way. (laughs) Hey, man, you said it great. This is the legendary Mark Ellis live on the Schmodown Rundown. Mark, I appreciate you returning my call. It lets me know where our relationship is at. I'm glad that you brought that up, Brad, because I'll just leave you and Frank and all of your incredible supporters and viewers with this. Um, Thanks for the text at 3 in the morning. I didn't need the picture, but I guess that's you being thorough. You know me, man. Thorough? Well, something else is my middle name, but you know that. All right, Mark. I will talk to you soon, my man. Judging by that picture, more like thorough Brad. All right, bud. I'll see you soon. (laughs) Take care. That is the legend Mark Ellis himself with That's our new segment, yeah. Cold Call, here on <laughs> the Schmodown Rundown. That's how we Rundown. do it. That's how we do it. <laughs> no plans, just straight in for the kill. Um, let's talk about, though, he's talking about all the new talent that we've seen in the movie yeah. TV Schmodown. This next match, I got the uh, cage side seat, if you will, for the next match. It is Rick the Rageratith, baby. Going up against Chris oh, TV. Um, so when I got the call to say, hey, do you want to announce this match? Um, I couldn't say yes fast enough just because Rick the Rage Aratus has been really hyped up to me. And um, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, do yourself a favor. Pause for the cause. Go over there. Go watch the match. Then you can come back to the Schmodown Rundown because... Now, was this the most beautifully technically played match of all time? No. Um, was there a lot of swings and misses from both competitors? Sure. Let me ask you this. Were you not entertained? I this was, match was super entertained from the jump. And that's a credit to both of them. Not just not just the Rager, which who was right. great. No, both of them. But both of them really, really brought it. And I, I cannot cool. remember... A match where from the jump I was just entertained from from start to finish in terms of like just it was just it was just nonstop and you don't get that all the time which right on you get like these moments of really uh, of great hilarity and you know someone says a great phrase or whatever or there's a great round and and but this was just nonstop through the entire thing and it's from two rookies. And that, that was really great. That's what I loved the most about it. And then, of course, they played the trivia match as well. Yeah. Um, my girl, Christy V, by the way, wearing the Back to the Future shirt. And hey, yeah, talk yeah. some trash. She could talk some smack, <laughs> She's man. Good. She's good. She's good. She was great. She was she great. Was perfect Yo, fit with Roxy. With 100%. Roxy, yes. Oh. They were so, I, that was a cognitive thought I had as the match was going on. Like, wow. They were supposed to be faction i mean a manager and player 
They, that yeah. was supposed to happen. And you know what? I thought the same with Tom Dagnino and Rick the Rage Radis. Um, what, what did he say? Like, okay, somewhere. Uh, like, ready to go, SpaghettiO? What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> ready to go, SpaghettiO? Something like that. Something I don't know. Like that. I but mean, I can't, I can't get Dusty Rhodes out of my head whenever he's talking. It's it's what I hear. Um, and and I'm sure you know Dusty Rhodes, right? Have you ever seen yeah, any yeah, of this yeah, stuff? Yeah. yeah. For those of you who don't know, look, here's 30 seconds of Dusty Rhodes talking. You just have it queued up like that? Yeah. Hold on. Wow. If, if you love him that much, he's. You ready? Come on. All right. He quit hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked on a job 30 years. 30 years, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. <laughs> I mean, so Amazing. great. So great. So great. And uh, that's kind of what Rick the <laughs> Ready Spaghetti Daddy is what he said. But that's what, that's what, that's what he reminded me of. It's just hilarious. Yeah. From a character standpoint, they were great. I, I really love both of them. Really yeah. love both I, of them. I, now, I, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Rager was great. I mean, I didn't really know. Uh, I'd seen him in a couple some interviews and whatnot, and you just don't know exactly how he's going to bounce off uh, the announcers or his opponent or the other managers. And he he literally almost, I think, had a comeback for almost anything that happened in that match. And he, he batted <laughs> yeah. a 1,000 in that regard. He batted a 1,000 in that regard, and that was impressive, uh, to say the least. Yeah, he was he was consistently entertaining, and I mean that's part of the goal of a good movie trivia showdown player is at the end of the day that people watch this to be entertained. It's a show. And, uh, shoot! Oh, and uh, God bless. Thank you. And he is uh, extremely entertaining. Brinjar here with a thousand uh, Icelandic dollars. Um, <laughs> Chris TV seemed like Roxy 2.0, and the Rangers seemed like Tom's long lost brother. Yes, yes, yeah, I, this was I, you know what? I agree with that. That's a, that's a true statement. It's like when you watch one of those sitcoms and like the side characters they bring, you know, their their dad in for you know, um, career week, whatever, and then you see like the son and the, and the father like look exactly the same, just different versions in height. Uh, this is exactly what it was like with Finstock and Rager. It was like, and Jen in that post-match interview had one hell of a burn um, on Dagnino that was just, you know, Justin Square does, you know, the uh, the rankings for quote of the year and all that. That yeah. one, I think, will stand uh, for a good portion of the year. That might, it's, it was, I don't even want to say it. It was so good. You know? So, um, well, Jen is f fantastic. I'm so glad that we yeah. have Jen back. Yeah, you know what I mean. So glad. You know, her at the end of the match has really changed the, the vibe. Changed the vibe, brother. Um, I mean, he's like every guy I turned down at the club was a really funny line. That's another Christy good one too. too. Yeah, that I mean, like they one. both had just they did. They were spitting they fire all match. You know, they brought it. Um, um so Christy V, part of the family four, um. I mean, obviously, I think she would probably tell you this, not her strongest debut. 
not yeah. not the not the best you could have done. Um, remind me, she, I know I was in the match, but it was she yeah. got J Lo. No, he no, got Radis. Radis got J Lo. She got yeah. She spun opponents. He she got horror. Yeah. So I mean, and and you know they both had five points in in the first round. You know that yeah. first question though, um, the Joe Pesci one, the Goodfellas, um, whatever the other movies were, I forget. Yeah. Um, Irishman and Goodfellas. Casino. Casino, whatever it was. Um, whatever it was. They got everybody. They, you know, every, they both said Robert De Niro. I was thinking Robert De Niro, and then you're like, Everyone nope, thought Robert. it's Pesci. And I was like, damn, that that is right. How about that? Um, so uh, take that aside. You know, five points for your debut is is fine. Uh, it, it's first match, jitters perhaps, you know, and you're trying to hear the question, all that stuff, and you're finally playing – um, you know, in the Schmodown. So five points in that first round, you know, okay. You know, I think they got that out of the way. When they get to their, their next match, we'll see how they play. But then, you know, second round, you know, Christy V, she spins away from Robert Redford, which, you know, if you're not if you're not confident with that category, I can understand wanting to spin away from that. But brand new category, going to be fresh questions, you know. So it was... I was like, okay, if, if you're not confident, you're not confident. That's fine. And then she gets dealt uh, horror via opponent's choice. And I yeah, think Rick terrible. That's um, rough. must have done their homework because they handed her a, a category that just did it – was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was tough for Christy Beach. You know, she was the first two, even with multiple choice. Rick picks it up for two points uh, altogether. But – the last two questions, you know, she 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 manages to pull out three three points in that round to bring herself up to eight points. Um, not ideal for your debut. I can't imagine what it's like to be in your first match in the showdown. You've been watching it for how long, and you put up eight points. Um, that's not easy. It's not an easy position to be in. No. Um, especially when the guy across from you had J Lo, and I'm sure she knew all of those answers. I knew all of those. I know. Um, yeah. Again, fresh category. The question's not going to be as deep. And so he got he got pretty lucky in that regard in terms of the wheel going his way. As you said on the broadcast, it went his way. It really it it's did. Just, yeah. He got a brand new category. The questions aren't as deep. She spun opponents. Didn't go That's her way. Horror. And, and it, you know, so, I mean, it's tough. Ugh. That's tough on your first match to be dealt opponent's choice. Um, and it's not ideal, you know, for anybody at any situation. But as a rookie, you know. Um, you know, it, it's tough. And so I, I fell for Christy V in that situation for sure because it's just, man, can I just hit my debut match without opponent's choice? Know, you know, and just know. let's see what happens. So, yeah, uh, tough. Um, tough. Before, and, you know, congratulations to both players making their debut. Not not an easy thing. Rick Raz getting a TKO. That's great. And, um, you know, uh, Christy yeah. V, I'm sure she'll come back with a vengeance. But before before we get out of here, let's talk about the scene that we saw Mm-hmm. Involving Laura Kelly, Chandru, The Chosen, and Lon Harris, we see this kind of faction within a faction forming against Winston K. Marshall. Um, what did you think of this scene and the little kind of surprise we got toward the oops, yeah. toward the end there? Yeah. So Chandru um, is basically he felt like he was reporting to Laura Kelly in this situation. Yes. Where, you know, where it kind of seemed like Chandra was the brains of the operation, but it's more like Laura is saying, 
what do you got for me, kid? You know, what do you, what do you, right. you know, and so kind of an interesting dynamic there. Um, but they bring, but he brings in Lon Harris, uh, and for a second there, it looks Lon Harris is like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll join you. And but he gets really confused. He's not quite. He's not. He's somewhere in between delinquent and, and professor, I think, in this type of scene. But then, someone we haven't seen in, in quite a while, his brother Jonathan Harris pops into the call, and I was like, "Oh boy, okay, here we go." This is a great little swerve. You know, everyone's really excited to see Jonathan Harris back in the league. I certainly didn't think we would probably see him in a scene, uh, at least this early. But here he is, and great back and forth between. John and Lon and um, Chandru again. It's kind of left without a paddle again. And Laura's like, "Of course, Shannon was right. Shannon was right all along." And so now I don't know what's going on with this recruitment um, that that Chandru's been trying to do. Um, very funny, and I couldn't help Brad, but think back to the question I had asked you: Where do we <laughs> draw the line? Like. Winston's going to know this stuff's going on, right? So all that aside, we don't have to get into that, but just a little thing that popped in my head again. I know, I know. I'm being a, you know, a little whatever. So being a I, I don't know, Brad. What did, what did you what did you really what did you think of <laughs> the <laughs> Well, I'm just I'm just interested in where it's going to go. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's actually interesting. Something like this happened on AEW television recently where there was the faction, the inner circle, they were strong, they were true, they were proud to be all together and then this guy mjf and chris jericho were kind of teaming and then mjf the whole time kind of you didn't trust him you didn't know what he was doing and then he started talking to people on the side started doing all this whole little thing and then it ends up he turns on the inner circle and he forms his own faction the pinnacle mm-hmm. right and he breaks away completely and you know leaves jericho in the dust i don't know i'm just using that as a blueprint of what if somehow you know, there's like a, a contingent that says, you see this in sports league too, where so, James Harden demanded a trade, right? I demand a trade. I demand a trade. I'm not playing unless there's a trade. If Winston has three, four, five of his faction mates or faction members who all say, we're not playing for you. Can you imagine the chaos that could cause in the league? Especially mm. if they're top tier talent like Chandru and Laura. Yeah. Dude. I mean full-on reshaping of his team and probably another several teams could occur that way. And that's the only way that you could force his hand. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean possibly. Because the other thing that was interesting in this scene was that Chandru did mention they have another... They have a replacement manager already in mind, or you know, at least they or they've thought of someone, or they've talked to someone, or he's talked to someone about stepping in for Winston, who they want to put in place. So, I'm curious if who this person could be, because you can't start down this path and not have someone in mind already, or yeah. have talked to someone about stepping in. So, who could it be possibly? Um, could it be a player who's like, yeah, I will step back from playing and manage, or is it somebody else um, that that we've never seen before, um, someone we have seen before? I don't know, but it just seems like they have someone in mind, and I'm I'm pretty curious, 
know, this is one of the things that we don't know about what's going on here with this Chandru's kind of insurrection. And um, I see Solomon Baku in the chat brings up the name Jay. Jay. Possible, but I don't, I don't know that, that it's, I don't know one way or the other. I mean, it's certainly, it's certainly an option for sure. Um, it could be somebody else. I mean, you know, here, Rogue Star in the chat says Clark Wolf. Like, could be somebody. I mean, because because we're in a digital space, it literally could be anybody. Anybody. It could be anybody. You know, not, you know normally if this was in studio stuff, we're probably thinking someone in the L.A. area, right? Um, in this case, it literally could be anybody that's ever played the game or someone who has never played the game. So it's... Eh, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see if that will ever develop down the line. Who knows, man? We'll see what happens coming forward. But Frank Janish, you're going to be back on this channel tomorrow talking about the battlefield. Go over and become a patron at the $10 level if you're not already of the movie trivia showdown. Uh, so, or go buy your pay-per-view tickets and watch it as an individual one-off match. We're excited to see what's going to happen tomorrow and this Tuesday. FCL, baby. First class league. Two matches on Tuesday. You're going to see the first match, the Crusader, Abby Karen taking on Jared Habon, who you remember from the movie Trivia Schmodown, was on the Stars last season. And the main event, the Dynasty, David Campbell taking on Cooper, the Captain Barnes. It's going to be good, as my man Booker T might say. All goes down this Tuesday. Steph Sabral and I on the desk. And a lot more. Got a shout out to my man, Frank. Jinga Janice, you can follow him at FrankieJ29. My name. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh, Mama Cena. No. Good recovery. My name is Brad Gilmore. Yeah, I'm the boat. And this is the Schmodown Rundown. As always, we hope you find the Tenderoni that is right for you. We'll see you next week. And if you find the